The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother, hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, this is a big one for me, sportscasting legend Bob Costas. But first... Waterhouse update brought to you by Grampoline, the goose down trampoline for retirees. <laughs> Easy does it with Grampoline. Olympics, the Dutch sweep speed skating. That's as predictable as bad brakes on a rental Ferrari. Heterosexual <laughs> ice skating, Bob, apparently eliminated as a sport this year. Cheating, scandal, and curling. Why? Just get a roster full of hotel mates. By the way, curling, perfect for Lutherans. Lots of sweeping. No physical contact. Photo finish in the biathlon. They'll settle it tomorrow with a duel. Big air snowboarding suspended when the Swiss kid hit a weather balloon. Host city pie, Yang Chang, strangely not noted for their pie. That Olympics wrap-up brought to you by Ragtops, the laid-back open-air armored car company. Hide in plain sight with Ragtops. NBA All-Star Game, the one team with the one guy beat the other guy's team 253 to 221 and won the skills competition by crocheting a burgundy pashmina. Daytona 500, Danica Patrick wrecks when Aaron Rodgers calls mid-race and asks her to pick up some aspirin cream. College hoops, Arizona cheerleader ejected for heckling a ref gets a full scholarship from Arizona from the debate team. And finally, golf! Tiger Woods missed the cut in L.A. and said he would now wear one of those stomach belts UPS drivers use. That update brought to you by Knitways Expandabelt Funnel Pants. Pour any belly into a pair of Knitways. And now it's talk time with Bob Costas. We just did a mic check here, and Bob was the only one who said, hey, maybe we should do a mic check. Does that mean I should talk now? I think so. I got to get some. I have my own oxygen tanks. A lot of people don't know that I bring them. They're built right into my uh, my insulated vest. As opposed to your uh, modern-day Sansa belt. Remember Sansa belt slacks? They I were very useful because you could go up or down 15, 20 pounds. Made no difference. That's a product. Uh, uh, that's a conflict of interest for me because oh, I'm with the true. Knitways Expandable true. people. Sansa belt, haven't even heard of them. Now, Mike Chicks. You, you did a mic check. Uh, you must do mic checks all the time. Yeah, it's kind of standard. But do you want me to tell the yeah, best you know mic what? check story? Because there aren't. There aren't. How many mic check stories right. do there's, you have? There's not a whole catalog of mic check stories. If anybody has more than one mic check story, it's you. This goes back to the early 90s. Bill Walsh is between coaching gigs. He's left the 49ers. Eventually, he's going to go coach in, at Stanford. But he's at NBC, and he's in the studio with me, Will McDonough, OJ, perhaps somebody else. I'm the host of the show. Now, at just going to cul de sac right around that baby. At 12:58 Eastern Time, 
the stations that are not going to show a 1 o'clock game and are going to rejoin the network at 4 o'clock for the Raiders or the Broncos or whatever, they're going to go back to local programming. We've thrown it out to the Jets and the Bills and the Bengals and the Browns and whatever, but we now have to fill two minutes for those stations until they put on their Sunday afternoon infomercial for the Ronco Havamade or whatever it is. All right, so – we're filling the two this minutes. This is like saliva for you, filling two minutes. This is natural. It's, it's fairly simple. It's standard. So we get up from the main desk, and we go to the little conversation cove. Now, Walsh, <laughs> who is new to this, just grabs the apparatus, whatever we're going to call it, and pops it in there, sticks the IFB in his ear. Uh-huh. I sit down. I pop one into the next available uh, mic pack. And so off, you guys are popping your own cords in, correct. putting on your own headphones. You're ready to correct. kill two minutes. Off off we go. No headphones, lavalier mics. Off we go. So it's like, hey, OJ, what do you think of the Bills' chances uh, in the AFC East? And uh, hey, Will, are the Patriots going to make this trade or that trade? And I'm not hearing any wrap it up <laughs> one minute, 30 seconds. For, I think I'm No director, no minutes. producer in your ear. Nothing. All right. Now, for like four minutes... I'm thinking, what's going on here? Is the Ernest Ainsley reclamation hour all of a sudden delayed? The tape is misfiring. The station in Toledo doesn't have anything. We got to keep going. I don't know what's happening. Ainsley's not in the limo yet. Didn't didn't you always wonder why Ernest Ainsley could literally line people up and cure them of everything? Deafness, blindness, inability to walk, but... He could not restore his own hair and wore the worst toupee in history. Absolutely. And his real name is Ernie. Just yeah. remember that go, when you can suddenly see. Go figure. But in any case, so now, after about four minutes of this, the producer comes storming out of the control room and into the studio. And he's nose to nose with me. And he's, Bob, you're bleeping killing us. What the bleep is wrong with you? I bleeping told you to bleep and shut up and bleep and wrap it up, bleeping 4,000 bleeping times. What the bleep is the wrong with you? And I'm looking at him blankly like, what are you talking about? Then he storms back out. Typical producer. Walsh. Storming around. Disconnects. Demanding people do what he says. Right. right. Walsh disconnects. The nerve. Walsh disconnects. Smart enough to just pull his plug. Looks at me and says... And he's ashen-faced because now I realize he is getting my audio from the control room. I'm getting nothing. So the whole time Walsh, who's a neophyte at this, is hearing, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up, Bob, wrap it up. Whereas, in fact, what the producer had done was he didn't want to confuse anybody else. So he's hitting only the button he thought was mine. He thought he was speaking only to me. Bob, wrap it up. Cut Bob, the you're, Packers Bears but, analysis and let's go. Bob, you're killing us. Bob, what's wrong with you? Bob, go bleep yourself. Bob, what the bleep are you doing? All right. So now an ashen faced Walsh says to me verbatim, you know, I've seen Montana in the pocket under a blitz in the Super Bowl, but I have never seen a man so cool under pressure as you. And I still don't know what he's talking about. I said, whoa, thank you very much, coach. Let's go get a cup of coffee. If they're blowing smoke up your ass, you take it. That anecdote brought to you by Hooker Fish Hooks. Catch the big one with a hooker. Now listen to me. You did many, many opening ceremonies at the Olympics. I did. did you ever 
uh, just make things up because no one's paying that close attention. I mean, you have to be tempted, even as knowledgeable as you are, to just go, hey, Romania, I don't know if people know, they make a traditional Christmas cookie from snail meat. I mean, did you ever just throw stuff out? Especially at the Summer Olympics, where there's more than 200 countries. Winter Olympics, a little more controlled, I don't know, 70, 80 countries. So after you've done several of these Summer Olympics, you've kind of run out of notes. How many times can you say that Bolivia is where Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid met their end? So wait a minute, I used that, didn't I, in 2004? Okay, I need something else. So there's a You need a schematic for your one-line anecdotes. It's ridiculous. That's amazing. There's a nation called Gabon, G-A-B-O-N. And Which is what a lot of my friends called me growing up. Hey, Gabon. Hey, Gabon. Wasn't that Jabon or Jaboni? Yeah, we used the hard G in Wisconsin. <laughs> Nonetheless, their president for life, and his life has since ended, but <laughs> their, pres- has his presidency. Their, their president for life was Omar Bongo. Wow. Omar Bongo. All right. And Bongo had promised any medalist from Gabon. It's one of my sponsors. A million dollars. Omar Bongo. A million dollars. The Bongo even kids can use. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus a mansion. Any medal, even a bronze, any medal. But as I noted, the wily Bongo is well aware <laughs> that in the long history of the Olympics, no Gabonian has ever brought any hardware home. <laughs> this to me seemed like a better note than... Perhaps I, whatever it might be that bauxite is produced in Gabon, if in fact it is. So. <laughs> oh my God, the Gabon one. Now let's go back to Sochi. I controversy. Oh. I my theory, yeah. if I may. Yes. A lot of people remember this. Bob Costas had a, had a, had a, uh, some difficulty with his eye the first uh, couple of days at Sochi. I believe agents of Putin. A lot of people don't know. That Vlad has a kid, Augie Putin, mm-hmm. does play-by-play hockey, wanted a shot. They thought if they could move you out of the way, boom, they moved the Putin kid in. That's he, what I'm thinking. He's so diabolical, this Putin. Ridiculous. As Vlad's go, I'll take Vlad Guerrero over Vlad Putin. Guerrero. Talk about a bad ball hitter. Man, he makes Manny Sanguian look controlled. <laughs> I enjoy a good Manny Sanguian <laughs> reference. Has to be followed by an anecdote concerning Rennie Stennett. But I think we're and running out shoes. of town. Frenchy out of town or shoes. out of time? Out of town. No, they're running me out of town. <laughs> well, yes. You're just out of town. So, Sashi, so what gives? Because I believe, I believe that that, you know, they just uh, just saw something on the internet. You see a lot of things on the internet. Oh yeah, a lady had uh, like a worm in her eye that they thought was only uh, for cats or cattle or something. I didn't read the whole thing, but it was some animal related. Was it a worm? Did you have a worm in your eye? What happened to your eye? That's as good an explanation as any. Beautiful. Because people are going to latch on to whatever explanation they want. You know, I think it was yes. I think it was Putin, and yet did not affect your approach to your hosting duties or the games themselves. I did the best I could for about six days. Then I couldn't stay in the light. It was literally blinding. Well, so you were blinded to... by the light. I was. You I... were wrapped up like a deuce in the middle of the night. I my could... God. I couldn't have said it better. Manfred Mann waited 30 <laughs> years for that lyric to make sense, and there it is. We solved that. Now, listen, your approach is as, you're as meticulous as uh, Johnny Weir when he comes to his hair. You, now, how do you do that? How do you do that? You don't have a stat, man. You don't have – you have someone no, feeding you facts. I have researchers. I do have researchers. But, and, and yet they're feeding you, and you're thinking – your head is a mile ahead of them. Where, where do you get all the brain power? The host of something like that, and Mike Tirico is doing it now, one of the things you have to do – 
is you have to be able to synthesize information pretty quickly. So here's a bunch of information. Out of all this, what's important, what pertains, what might be interesting, and how can I get it across in 30 to 45 seconds before we got to get to the bobsledding? That's now, pretty did, much what the job is. Did that come naturally to you, or did you learn it, or was it a combination of the two? Because I believe that what we need in this country, in addition to, hey, if you dream of something, you can make it with hard work, yeah, but maybe a little affinity for something right. might help too. Right. Hard work and a dream needs to be coupled with some ability. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah something. You can be anything you want to be. And I understand that as a sentiment. On the other yeah. hand, if someone had said to me when I was 12 years old, Bob <laughs> – if you really want to win the shot put at the Olympics, you can. I had enough yeah. self-awareness at 12 to say no matter how much I want it, no matter how hard I try, yeah. I yeah. cannot win the shot put at the Olympics. No, you do not want to hear me playing lead for Tom Petty, okay? Correct. It's just not going to happen. So or Richard uh, Petty even. <laughs> play <laughs> Richard Petty. Yeah, you don't even want me in Richard Petty's pit crew at this point. Tarico. Yes. Taking over, doing a great job, but he says he's Italian which I believe makes me one of the kings of Prussia. <laughs> that seems a bit of a stretch for the young lad. I believe a man is allowed to self-identify. That's true. In or this woman, day and whatever age. you want to call yourself, it's okay with me. Opposite sex. He's Same a great sex. guy. He's a, good, a great sportscaster. It's all good by me. Best of show. It's not for me to call. What's the weirdest gig you've ever had? Because you've done everything. The weirdest gig? I did bowling for dollars. Wow! In Syracuse, New York. That should that should be a comeback sport. There should be a sport the end of the winter and the summer Olympics. The guy who or the was, Winter Olympics because you do it indoors. The guy could be could be either one. The guy who Lazy was Olympics, the weatherman at WSYR in Syracuse. Wow. Very popular local guy. Did a lot of local commercials and whatnot. His wife has a baby. And I'm kind of a utility guy. I'm 21 years old. <laughs> Your buddy uh, Bianca Lana at WSYR. <laughs> nice Kansas City Royals mid-'80s reference. Always appreciated by the cognoscente. Nonetheless, the barbecue folk got a I, kick out of So that I'm one. filling in on the weekend doing the weather, and he's still not back on Monday. And they had Bowling for Dollars, which was a syndicated show, but it had a local host in each market. And – there was a giant bowling pin that opened up. So it was like, here's your host standing in, not sitting in, standing in for Bud Henninger, Bob Costas. You and have the, to walk out of a bowling right, pin. Right. The bowling pin parts. <laughs> I come walking out. Hey, everybody. Hello, all you folks from Syracuse, Manlius, <laughs> Ithaca, and surrounding territories. Town. It's right. It's time for bowling for dollars. This is, these are the high stakes. If the guy bowled, for his pin pal, he reached into a drum, and you pull out your pin pal. Hey, it looks like Mrs. Sally Jenkins from Camillus will be your pin pal. If you roll a strike, you get $50, and so does she. If you roll a spare, you, bo- you both get 25 bucks. Wow. If- if you come up with nothing, you each get nothing. So See, the stakes are just over the moon. From. This is like, hey, brought to you by Chunky's Wide and High Clothing Store. If a doorway blocks you both ways, come to Chunky's. <laughs> pin pals, pin pals, Judy Jacobs, pin pal, and you. So she wins something like that, right? If she wins if anything the guy at all, rolls a strike, fifty bucks. Now, do you have like Carmen Salvino? Do you have Johnny Petraglia? Do you have any of the greats from that era of bowling, or is it just a guy from Syracuse? You know, Syracuse was actually 
a big bowling area. It's a hotbed. It's a hotbed it's of bowling. It's a mecca. Like, like Akron, Ohio. Yes. And St. Louis, where the Bowling Hall of Fame ultimately wound up being located. It's right in the arch. I'm thinking. you got to bowl right up once that <laughs> right. comes down the it's other right. side. And there, and there are a lot of unintentional injuries. Yeah. The ball comes rolling <laughs> back down. People are running for their lives. And yet they still use human pin setters. That's a hard game. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer regular bowling or duck pin bowling? <laughs> duck pin bowling. That's one of the ones where the pins are like uh, as tall as I am. I don't right. need and, that. And, the, and yeah. the ball is the size of like a bocce ball. Yeah, right, right. You can actually throw a slurve yeah, right. and get it in between pins one and three. So who rolls this ball? Is it a pro or is it just no? A, it's, it's an just, amateur. It's an amateur. And oh there, was, there were bleachers in the studio that seated maybe 25 people. And – over the course of half an hour, maybe five of those 25 would get to bowl, and they would so bowl for a pin pal. people off the street. Absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, hey, look who just dropped by. It's Bowling Hall of Famer Andy Varapapa. Yes. <laughs> Somehow you made it through this gig. I did. That and is one of the Then worst. I got on a plane to St. Louis as quickly as I could and became the voice of the spirits of St. Louis of the ABA. ABA! Man, oh man, that was. Let me see the Memphis Tams. Who were they? Were the Memphis Tams? They were the Memphis Pros, and they were the Memphis Sounds. All in the space of the nine-year history of the league. <laughs> wow, there's a marketing department that put on a pot of coffee and stayed up all night. <laughs> we need another name. Hurry up now, San Antonio. The Spurs were were that was an ABA team, wasn't it? Absolutely. Before they were the San Antonio Spurs, they were the Dallas Chaparrels. Oh, that's right, with Lenny Chapel. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Lenny Chapel. <laughs> not to be confused with Billy Chapel, played by Kevin Costner, who threw a perfect game in "For the Love of the Game," the game called by Vin Scully. In the film. This is why I love you, Bob Costas, because I literally got up and took a pee during that anecdote. <laughs> Which was incidentally brought to you by Tiny Bite, Two Bite Apples. Tired of those heavy apples, Bob, with their slippery skin? Ow, my back! Try Tiny Bite, Two Bite Apples. Only got four seconds for lunch? Grab a Tiny Bite. Eleven or twelve a day will keep the doctor away. Now available in orange. Tiny Bite, Two Bite Apples. Mm-mm, gone. Hey, do you miss later? <laughs> Actually, I do, even though I it's been too. off the air since 1994. Well, they it. put the kids in there. Yeah. Well, the one kid who was good looking and uh, had a TVQ, they call it, which is something I have negative well, of, apparently. The guy who followed me was Greg Kinnear. Yes. Who was there for only about a year and a half. Then Sharp, to make good movies. looking. And then he went and then he won an Oscar. Yeah, or at least was nominated, nominated? Yeah. Best, best Supporting Actor for uh, As Good As It Gets. I and think. has, has had, had a, good a career. marvelous career as yeah. an actor. I did it for six years, from 88 to 94, and then reluctantly left because I was doing everything under the sun for NBC Sports, and I had to take something off the plate. But the great thing about that show was you could have Mel Brooks on Monday, Ellie Wiesel on Tuesday, Mary Tyler Moore on Wednesday, Smokey Robinson on Thursday, and Hank Aaron or Willie Mays on Friday. I mean, it was just... An incredible spectrum of people. I miss that. And you must miss it. There's got to be a part of your brain because for you, that's got to be like putt-putt golf. It's got to be like something that's just completely kind of relaxing and natural. You would walk in a later, not to say you didn't do your homework. You always do your homework. You Bob Costas. But you would walk in and you would go, okay, now it's time to have some fun. Yeah, you had the preparation. But the key was you're not asking question six just because you asked question five, because you got to be listening to the guest. And if he or she said something that 
you should pursue, why not go down that blind alley and see where it leads? So you did something that a lot of people don't do anymore, and I don't know why, but they don't do it. It's a lost art. You listen. I just thought it was incumbent upon me to do so, but call me old school. Call me a Luddite. Call me a get-off-your-lawn guy. I think it matters to have the facts right, to be fair, to have some kind of context, and actually have some marginal knowledge of what the bleep it is you're talking about. That insight brought to you by InstaWeeze. When you need to sound like you got a chest cold and you need it now, try InstaWeeze. <laughs> I got one of the greatest of all time with me today, so let's talk about some major, major, major league sports things and tips you can give us. Best foreign trip you ever had. Best foreign trip? Foreign trip. I loved Barcelona, 1992. My first Olympics as the primetime host. Also liked Sydney in 2000. Man, uh, worst country. Go for it. They're not going to come after you. (laughs) I think I'm avoiding it even as we speak. But it's not their fault. It's not the South Koreans' fault. It's their proximity to the North Koreans that makes it dicey. That is true. Even that demilitarized zone they have there does not seem nearly big enough. You know what? I visited the demilitarized zone in 1988 when I did the Seoul Olympics. Brian Gumbel was the primetime host. I was a late-night host. Ahmad Rashad and I go to the demilitarized zone, and it's this long, almost tubular and the black guy to the dangerous place. (laughs) If they don't come back, we have replacements at the ready. (laughs) So literally, there is a line. Fly Matt Lauer in! (laughs) Perhaps. there's, There's a horizontal line across the middle of the desk. So, And it's a long, long table. So there's actually a building that sits on the border, and they have a line right down it. That's right. And a table. There's a bar like that on the Wisconsin-Illinois state line. <laughs> and, and the laws are different on, yeah, on that, either that's side. That's true. The drinking laws simply right. are. So drinking Asian Wisconsin is six. This, Go ahead. This table, this table is, is three times as long as the table we envisioned the Last Supper taking place at. <laughs> right? And the North Koreans come in a door on one side. The South Koreans come in a door on the other. And in theory, they have peace talks, which never go anywhere. So – the Washington Redskins had won the Super Bowl the year before, and they made a trip somehow to South Korea. And some player from Washington had taken a Redskins decal and had reached under the table <laughs> and had slapped the decal onto the North Korean side of the DMZ. That's brilliant. And I was tipped to this and was told if I get close enough, I could crane my neck underneath to see if it was there. And it was. It, it was there. But when I did that, there were several North Korean soldiers, none of whom appeared to have raucous senses of humor. <laughs> and they were peering through the window at me with the rifles on their shoulder like, what's he going to do next? And my body language, since I did not speak any of their native tongue, my body language indicated what I'm going to do next is sit down here and then do whatever I'm told. Man, oh man, that is a scary country. I tell you, I don't know what the, what is with that Kim Jong Un guy. I still think he's got something up his sleeve. I think he's going to do something for the closing ceremony. I think he's going to try to snuff out that Olympic torch. Some kind of giant thumb and a finger come down from the sky and just put it right out. Tastiest food you've ever had anywhere? Tastiest food. Tastiest food. Any gig anywhere. I'm going to make you happy. 
the bratwurst with secret stadium sauce at County Stadium and now Miller Park in Milwaukee. Man, oh man, oh man, you got to love it. The Badger State comes through one more time. Do not ask what's you in know the secret this story. sauce. You know this story, but your listeners deserve to hear it. They do. I used to rave during the baseball game of the week in the 80s with Tony Kubek, who happens to be from Appleton, Wisconsin. We would, at the seventh inning stretch, have them put us on camera, and I would extol the virtues of the bratwurst with secret stadium sauce and at least have one or two during the course of the game. Then I get a letter from some guy in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. The Pointers. Okay? This guy's the name three champs. is Shoe Sullivan. And Shoe Sullivan <laughs> claims to be the best friend of a guy named Ma Pesh. Sure. And he includes, Why not? Well, of course, he includes a Polaroid of Ma, who has to be tipping the Toledos at about 4.15. Sure. Right? He's, he's wearing some sort of overalls, like junior samples from the old Hee Haw sure. show. Made right? by his cousin Tree Peterson. <laughs> he, claims, he claims in the letter that Ma holds the record. For single-game bratwurst consumption at a brewer's contest, he says that he ate 11 brats during one game. And as if this is certifiable proof, he includes the box score of the game from 1972 between, between the Brewers and the Orioles. And then the P.S. is this performance was all the more surprising to Ma and his friends because prior to that day, he had never eaten well against Baltimore. <laughs> now that's real provenance, baby. What's next for Bob Costas? I, I'm going to get I mean, out of you, this studio and go have some lunch. You don't seem like the kind of guy who's just going to dabble in watercolors out in the gazebo. You no, but seem I've like got, the kind of guy who's got something cooking. I got this Monet thing that I, I just need to pursue, <laughs> talking about watercolors. I, I, think, I think I should just go into my— You got to pick up the easel, yeah. pick up the, the canvas, pick up some brushes and go for it? I, I'm, going, I'm going full Bush 43. Man, oh man, that brought to you by Sticky Buns, the breakfast joint with hot girls telling funny jokes. <laughs> Bobby, it's time for the Fiery Four! Yeah. The Fiery Four! These are ripped from today's headlines, Bob. So hot, I had to install a sprinkler system on my laptop. <laughs> Fire number one! Is LeBron James the greatest of all time? Not yet. Not yet. Michael's got the How six titles. How much longer titles. does he have to do? He's Michael's been doing got the six titles. Eight. Well, do you think titles make a difference? In and this? What might well have been eight in a row if he didn't go off to play baseball. Which was a, kind of a tangent that maybe he'd like to reel back in. That's like getting a snag while you're walleye fishing. Well, his minor league lifetime batting average was two oh two, which yeah, is two points was... higher than Bob Euchre's major league batting average. <laughs> my, and look what Euchre turned that into. <laughs> Euchre, incidentally, one of the funniest human beings on the planet. No I question. think there's room then. If you're saying it's still a distance in the career, well, then how about a guy like Paul Mokeski? I believe he had three <laughs> or four rings, didn't he? Just riding on the heels of Kareem Jabbar and a couple other people. Big shot Bob. Robert Ory had what? Didn't Robert Ory have five rings? <laughs> yes. Yes. There's the perfect thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe Robert Ory is the GOAT. Fire number two. Yes. 2018 World Series winner, who's it going to be? 
I think you got to go with the Astros, but I take the field against anybody because it's such a gauntlet. There's at least three rounds. Let's assume they avoid the wild card. They win the division. You still got to win the division series, the LCS and the World Series. And as good as they were last year, that goes to seven games. So you could take the 1927 Yankees or any team you want. I'll take the field against them in the current format. But when you look at the Astros, they haven't lost anybody. The core of their team is young. I mean, Carlos Beltran retired, but he was toward the end of his career. And they, they well, added— Beltran was 53. They, exactly. They added Garrett Cole to, to a starting rotation that was already strong. So I like the Astros. I like the Twins. There you go. Like a stripper with student loans, they just keep coming at you. Fire number three. Should we have a national time limit on the national anthem? Would that apply to Fergie at last night's NBA All-Star Game? apply anywhere, anytime. But, uh, yeah, that was in the back of the bonnet. Yeah. Yeah, if, we, if we're looking to speed baseball games up <laughs> by having guys throw a pitch within 20 seconds, then I think it's reasonable to ask that the national anthem from Osei Can You See to And the Home of the Brave, that somewhere between those two points, no more than two minutes should expire. I like it. That opinion brought to you by Ballipsticks, the ammo for women. Fire number four. <laughs> What's going to replace football? Because if it's soccer, I'm going to have a hemlock smoothie and call it a decade. Something has to replace football. I believe you believe that because of the CTE, because of the controversies, because this is just a sport that may not be sustainable in yeah. the long run. And, of course, I made the mistake of asking Rich Eisen all this before I realized, uh-oh, his he works for the NFL Network. The NFL. That's why I never made the bigs, Bob. I asked the wrong questions at the wrong times. I, I, need, I, think a, really I, need, a, I need a lawyer is what I need. If our, among other things. If, if, our concern, if our concern right, the is, is brain health, then I think the only logical thing to do if we're going to replace football is to replace it with chess. Ten-pin bowling. <laughs> <laughs> with the lady from Manlius exactly. bowling for her pin pal in Canisius. That's right. Brought to you by Cantanker Ale, the Syracuse Ale. Get cranky. Drink Cantanky. <laughs> it's got bite. <laughs> All right, brother. Now, I understand you may have some questions for me. Is that true? You got a little pop quiz for me? Yes. Would, no, brother. Would you? Would you? you know, I'm o for, uh, o for the year. No, I beat somebody. I think I went three and two against someone. I've given this Gina Grad. I went three and two against. I've given this no thought. But off the top of my head, listen, wh- I'll take you off the top of your head over uh, virtually anybody's team of researchers. I don't care how fast you will beat Google eighty percent of the time. I guarantee it. This is a game show. I'm talking to my stat man, Gary. Let's write this down. We can do this game show. Bob Costas versus Google. I'm putting my money on Bob Costas. Okay, pop quiz for me. Would you rather spend three days at the NFL Combine watching guys run zigzagging in between cones and whatnot in Indianapolis or review the entire history of the competition of rhythmic gymnastics at the Olympics? Wow. And you know what? There actually is a correct answer to this. The talk is clicking. The talk is clicking. Yeah. That's another one. The talk is clicking. That's a my talk. My talk was clicking. The talk but, but I went to a specialist and I got it straightened out. Give me his name. I'm going with the uh, NFL Combine just because uh, the uh, I can't get into the rhythmic gymnastics. I can't do it. I I would say this: the body of of uh, history of the uh, of rhythmic gymnastics is actually short because it didn't come into the games until like '84, right. maybe. True. 
But even at that, tying a ribbon to a 10-pin bowling pin and throwing it in the air, I got to be honest with you, I'd rather watch a lineman from Minnesota try to make the cones in under eight seconds. Best of 10 free I'm throws. right? Was that right? Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. All right, I'm 1-0. Our, panel, our panel of judges says yes, you're panel correct. Of judges yeah. says yes. Yeah. Wow. They actually, there is a panel of judges, people don't understand that, follow Bob Costas around. Yes, because they have to keep me in check. There's seven of them, and the guy from Gabon is not happy. Yes, he's a descendant of the Wiley Bongo. <laughs> he's a little irritated. I you know, think there he's was once waiting for a move during the Parade of Nations. If we can digress, the Parade of Nations the brought, type you, of- brought to you by pecan goo. What do you think holds a pecan pie together? Your mother's love. <laughs> now available in fifty-five gallon drums. This, pecan this strikes me as the type of program where digression is encouraged. <laughs> there was a delegation from Brunei that comes in during the Parade of Nations. I think I was doing it with the late, great Dick Enberg at that time. And there were eight members of this delegation. Not a single one was an athlete. Wow! So so I say, (laughs) Dick, apparently the group from Brunei hoping to medal in the buffet category. (laughs) That was all that occurred to me at the moment. They've taken a bronze in chest medals, and they're pinning it right to their coat right now. 2004 in Athens, they hand you a note, right? You're trying to make sense of the opening ceremony, which is often somewhat abstract. Sure, especially in Greek. Yeah, so they have a whole segment that's a tribute to Greek mythology. All right, so now now the researcher hands me things. This is about Oedipus. Yes, I'm not that stupid. I went to college. I realized this is about Oedipus. So I say, Katie... As you know, Oedipus is a figure from Greek mythology who murdered his father and married his mother. A sequence of events that seldom turns out well. I happen to think that that is a decent aside. For qu- yeah, off the top of your head for Pete's sake. Thank you. That's brilliant. Thank you. However, thank goodness this was before the age of true social media. Because you can say anything. You can say, you know, Lincoln was a pretty good president and Mother Teresa did good work. The wrath of God would still come down upon you from one sector or yes, another. Yes. The Mother Teresa haters. Yeah. <laughs> would hammer oh, you. Oh, man. Oedipus Rex Grossman. <laughs> All right, my next, my, my second to last trivia question. Yeah. P- go. Oh. Pop quiz. All right. Your life depends on it. All right. Best of ten free throws between Wilt Chamberlain and Shaquille O'Neal. Who's your money on? Wilt. Because he's stuck with the underhand. He made it work for him. Mm-hmm. And Shaquille never found anything. At one point, actually, Shaquille tried the shot put method. Right, just pushed it. Yeah, he literally just came from his shoulder blade and pushed it up there. And uh, uh, he made the Olympic team in the shot put, but he still was 4 for 10 at the free throw line. Interesting how Rick Barry was like 90% underhand, and Wilt was about half that underhand. Yeah, and still, yeah. All right, so I'm two. Was that right? Uh, Yeah, 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 close enough. All right, I'm 2 0. Last question. Oh, I have to have an... Okay. You have to have three. Okay. Who was better at his best? We're not talking about the full stretch of the career, but let's say the best half-dozen-year stretch. Tiger Woods at his absolute best or Michael Jordan at his absolute best? Tiger Woods. At their respective sports. I believe Tiger Woods at his absolute best was better than Michael Jordan at his absolute best. I happen he to agree He was younger... That. He was. Uh, he he, did, he he accomplished more in a shorter period of time against greater competition overall than uh, Michael Jordan had to. Besides, 
I don't like the whole tongue out of his mouth and the whole thing. <laughs> kind of irritates. Do you like me. Steph Curry with the move? You like Steph Curry with the mouth guard, like half in, half out? Yeah, I love Steph that? Curry. I yeah. like Steph Curry, even though he beat Wisconsin when he was at Davidson. Threw up about seventy three, and they beat us eighty one to seventy. Who knew they would name a college after John Davidson? Yeah, I didn't think they would. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I thought Betty White had a shot before John Davidson. <laughs> I'm going all the way back to the Hollywood Squares, back when uh, 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 Paul Lynn was the center square. Paul Lynn was so great as the center square. You may recall there was a time when Dinah Shore was dating Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, the hottest movie star. I do remember that. Yeah. Man, oh man, oh man, are you kids? Uh, you should be happy that that didn't happen during a time of social media because you do not want to see those. You, pictures. you were often Whew, you Burt were, Reynolds and Dinah Shore. You were often Burt Reynolds' wingman, <laughs> <laughs> and, and wound and wound up having a club soda with Ned Beatty and an yes, adjoining booth. Exactly. But nonetheless, yeah. all right. Here's the question placed to Paul Lynn. Put to Paul Lynn. Paul, Burt Reynolds says Dinah Shore may be a bit older than he is, but she can still really throw herself into something. What? And Paul Lynn says, a headboard. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was worth it, ladies and gentlemen. That that uh, Hollywood Squares anecdote vis-a-vis Bob Costas brought to you by Sparka. The winter parka with its own small fire. Come out of the darka with Sparka. Bob Costas, thank you so much for coming in and hanging with me for a half hour. The great Bob Costas. Catch Bob at some point, I believe, on the Baseball Network this summer. Yeah, uh, He's the best at baseball. He's the best at everything. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and my buddy Jeff Cesario at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. We're on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. I don't know how you follow them. Check with my stat man, Gary, on that one. If you want more of me this weekend, Bob, I'm in Moscow calling the first annual Russian Bot Farm College Draft. University of Kiev could sweep the top three spots. This is Chet Waterhouse. Are you taking former Reds right-hander Paul (laughs) Moscow with you? I am. Yeah, you should. This Chet Waterhouse, brother. He picks for the Reds. Oh, brother, I'm right. Where's my homer call, for Pete's sake? Give me the room. Costas. (laughs) Walking 